Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our fall road tour powered by Toro, Jobber, Lawn Entrepreneur Academy, and Ballard Products. We are traveling the Midwest, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fall Road Tour. I'm Paul Jamison here with Mr. Naylor Taliaferro. What's up, Naylor? What's going on? And today, we're going to continue our conversation with Kevin and Blake here at Blake Hawthorne's awesome shop in Arkansas. We're somewhere in Arkansas having a great time. <laughs> yeah, we're not in Little Rock, that's you're, for sure. You're thinking about moving out here, huh, Naylor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I like uh, I like sweet Virginia. Yeah, well, Mr. Producer, he spent a few months out in Arkansas and uh, How'd that go for you, Marty? Now, brother, you are setting me up to turn all of Razorback Nation against Mr. Producer, so I'm not not going to take the bait. However, I will say the day that I saw Fort Smith uh, in my rearview mirror as I drove off was a very happy day. I also never saw as many women get into fistfights at high school football games as I did uh, during my brief stint there in the land of opportunity. Now, if if any of this, let me put a little disclaimer out there. If any of this offends you, send your complaints to Paul Jameson, Care of the Green Industry podcast. And by the way, I'm certainly an equal opportunity offender. So if you want me to make fun of your state or your kinfolk, just send a message uh, on IG to MR Producer USA, and I'll be happy to oblige. Hey friends, Paul here, and we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jobber. From the quote request to the moment you are paid, Jobber brings everything together to make the entire job and customer experience seamless. One of my favorite features of Jobber is the ability to store my customer's card on file. Jobber makes it easy to get paid through their invoicing and online payments. To get started, just head over to getjobber.com to start your free 14-day trial. Ballard Innovative Products is a full line of gear for the lawn and landscape professional. From mower gear, safety gear, trailer racks, equipment securement, equipment servicing tools, aerators, mower blades, and much more to make you efficient, effective, safe, and profitable in the field. Be sure to check out the Catch Pro Aluminum Bagger and the Ballard Blades and X-Blade combination to dominate this fall. With over 20 years of selling accessories and 30 years in the business, we're sure we've got something you can't live without. Use coupon code FALLTOUR at ballard com to save 10% off anything on the website during the month of October. That's ballard-inc.com, promo code FALLTOUR, and the link will be in the show description. Are you ready for GIE Plus Expo? Well, what? Yes, GIE Plus Expo is coming to you now. 
It's GIEXPO2Go.com, your new online connection to hundreds of new products, industry resources, and solutions to help you grow your business. GIEXPO2Go is packed with your favorite exhibitors' latest innovations, demo videos, event links, and more. Plus, you can set up your own My2Go show planner to gain exclusive access to show specials and discounts. Test Jet is all free. So what are you waiting for? Go to GIEXPO2Go.com and start exploring today. The Green Industry Podcast Fall Road Tour continues. Once again, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. All right, so this weighty conversation in Arkansas continues. Friday night, Blake's wife calls to let him know that she's leaving. He's so busy, preoccupied with the job, it kind of goes over his head, goes home, gets a good night rest. Maybe not a good night rest, but you, you go back to work all day Saturday, you're working, come home Saturday night, and your wife's not home, and reality kind of sets in. Yeah, man. So, it, I mean, it does. It just it just hits me like like a like a block wall. Like I just walked into it, and I decided something's got to change. Like drastically, I've got to make a change in my life personally, not just my business, like me personally. There's something like... I keep chasing the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And, uh, so I just started praying about it and God was like, you got to downsize, like you got to downsize. And, um, I already knew at that point in time, I knew that we were probably about a hundred thousand dollars upside down. Um, not all the audits and the lawsuits and stuff had fully hit us at that time. It wasn't the full 200,000. And, uh, I said, okay. And uh, so Monday morning started making cuts. Um, you know, we started making cuts in the business and within two, uh, I think it was two months, uh, we cut from 32 employees to 17 and I uh, just made one big cut, just bam. Um, and, uh, it was, it was neat. Like I, there's a few people I had to cut, but God had his hand in it. Um, some guys found some other jobs. I had one full crew quit on me to go work at a bakery, like doing cupcakes <laughs> downtown, like, you know, a crew full of these big that old, big old landscapers and they're leaving to go make cupcakes. Like that's funny in itself, but you know what I mean? Like you just can't make this stuff up. Yeah. And, uh, like, one guys are just leaving left and right and, um, you know, some better offers and things like that. Like God provided for them as well. And, uh, it's like, okay, I've got to refocus. And, uh, I had never taken, I think I'd taken maybe 12 Saturdays off in the last six, seven years, like not very many at all. And, um, I said, I got to focus on my wife and my kids. Like I had to do something for us. And, uh, so we were trying to figure out something to do that Saturday. And, uh, I was just like, I had heard on the radio, like 52 state parks in Arkansas, one for each weekend. Like, I was like, let's go to a state park. Like what's the closest one, <laughs> you know, I'm looking it up like, oh wow, there's one right down the road. And so we go to it and we hang out and we have a good time and it's like, okay, well, Hey, there's another one right here. So that afternoon we go and we find there's a hiking trail and we go out in the woods and we're hiking and chasing waterfalls and you know, like things like that. And it just came like, I have an obsessive personality. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do, I get fully immersed in. I just give it 110%. I just do that. I mean, I have to. And so like, this was no different. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do this and we're going to do it well, you know? And so we're going that the rest of that summer, uh, I think we ended up hitting like 38, you know, 30, 36, 37 state parks that, you know, just from the remainder of that summer. Saturdays with and, the family. Uh, yeah. Saturday, Sundays, just weekend trips, just, just going and getting away. Like the great thing about it is my cell phone didn't ring, you know, out there, um, being able to disconnect, be able to be intentional with them. Um, and that's when God started to really speak to me, the balance of, of my relationship with him, with my business, with my family, like all of that combined. And, uh, it, I always had just told myself this lie, like I have to disciple these guys. Like, this is the most important thing I'm doing. 
and I was neglecting my wife, which, you know, it says that you're to love your wife as Christ loves the church. Like that is his bride. I have to love my bride that way. And I wasn't doing it. Like I had everybody fooled. Like that wasn't what I was doing at all. And, um, everybody from the outside looking in said, okay, well, he, you know, they have a, they have a nice house. So, you know, she's able to stay home. Like they look happy, like Facebook makes them look happy. Like nobody knew what was going on with us, with me and, you know, internally, like anything like that. And so it was like, I'm tired of living a lie. You know, I've got, we've got to get this right. And so, um, we took that on, we started a thing on uh, Facebook or on Instagram, like called an adventure kind of day for her to be able to plug in social media and for, you know, just try to encourage people to get out. Like people were saying like, Oh, we can't do that. Like, we have three kids. Like, <laughs> well, we have two kids at that time. Like we're going and traveling, you know, and then three kids comes and four kids come and like, we're still doing it. Like you can do it. Like, don't make excuses, like just be intentional. And, um, and so like, um, my marriage is, is doing great. I didn't think that it could happen, but within like a few weeks, a few months, he fully restores my marriage. Mm. Um, from being the focus on it again, from focusing back. So on she them. lives back here now. She came back that next Sunday. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I told her, I was like, I, I like, give me another chance. I'm going to fix this. Like, I, I know I've told you that a lot and I know I've said I was going to do it a lot. And I know I told you it was going to be different, but it's finally going to be different. I promise. So and, what, were, <laughs> what was the first thing that you did that was different after you saying that? The first thing that I did was, was I had to, I had to decide what services we were going to stop and I had to cut some guys. And so I, I made the decision, like, we aren't selling the rest of the year and we're only finishing the jobs that we have and that we had going and that we had taken people's money on. If we hadn't taken their money, we walked away from the jobs. Um, we just had to completely refocus and regroup. And, um, I had some crews, I was, you know, some of the crews we cut were some of the crews we were going behind a lot. And, uh, I just got me like what I called my all-star team at the time. And, uh, we just were knocking as much out as we could each and every day. And, um, you know, that, and then the weekends, the weekends was a big thing. Like it may not sound like much, but having Saturday off where I actually spent it with the family was huge. Yeah. I'm single, but that was a game changer in my business. When I finally started taking Saturdays off, I'm like, everything kept getting better. My money started growing. My health started getting better. Everything got better when I stopped working on, I mean, there's always, if it rained, you know, but I'm talking the majority of Saturdays off was a game changer. So, and I had, I had literally like brainwashed myself to I'm weak if I'm not out grinding till dark looking at jobs. And that, yeah, still that, do that to this day. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think that's there's ingrained in all of us. I think like a, a lot of our industry, I, that's that's a hard thing. That's yeah. kind of like a stigma, you know. That's it's an entrepreneur work, grind thing, and hustle yeah. your life away almost. Right. You know, yeah, yeah at the expense better. of wives leaving in, yeah. in relation. Yeah. And so it's not a good. Being diligent is a good thing, but right. when you're just obsessed with hustling and grinding, working hard with no real end goals, no real priorities and discipline. Because the like end goal say, isn't yeah. just to work hard and have money and yeah. then your kids and wife leave. Like right. the, the goal is to work hard to have the money so that you can go to the park, right. that those relationships thrive. So that yeah. gets on my nerves yeah. that that's a popular thing, a stigma that's good is that, oh, we're working, we're hustling. And the guy that's off on Saturdays, I'll get comments like, does this guy even work? Like people yeah. are making Must fun of nice. me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, how is that? I was that guy. Thing? I yeah. was that guy making those comments. No, yeah, I got all kinds like, of, and you guys yeah. can make those comments. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm at the pool whenever, oh, put Saturday yeah. falls at the pool. I'm like, yeah, I'm at yeah. the pool. <laughs> Why aren't you, right? Rick, yeah. you yeah. worked really hard. Maybe to be able if to you raised your rates and yeah. didn't do as much services. <laughs> then you could be at the pool. 
yeah. on Saturday. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 Blake, I think that's why, you know, your story is so captivating by a lot of people. Like I've seen you, uh, you know, you've shared your story. Kevin shared your story. The other Blake Albertson shared your story a couple of right. times. I mean, I've seen you like all over the internet last, you know, several years sharing different versions of this story, you know, right. maybe more summarized versions or whatever, but the, the, the whole ultimate point still stands the same that you, you know, you've grew, you know, you, you, you did the hustle and grind basically is ultimately what I think everyone is getting that you did the whole hustle and grind and you were like, you were a man's man and you were killing it. And, and like, you were about to like for lose what? everything for what? Yeah. For like, what? what was I, I mean, we were going to do 2 million that year and for what though? Like what? To, to destroy your life just right. for some attaboys, like as Brian's yeah. Brian Florida <laughs> I, I like would say, that. You like, know? <laughs> like yeah. that it's not worth it. You know, yeah. it's just not worth it. And then you were able to restructure, regroup and come to a more uh, sizable, manageable business, which I'm sure you're yeah. about to go into it, now. In that time, like I remember, I remember saying, I even said it to people. I was like, God, I don't know how you'd be glorified if I go bankrupt. Like if we lose this all, but like, so be it. Like we started with like a trailer and my dad's equipment and a zero turn. Like we'll do it again. Like if, you know, whatever it is, like we'll do it again, but I can't, I can't just make a new wife overnight. I can't just make two new sons and a daughter overnight. Like you know what I mean? Like those yeah. aren't things that you can replace, like right. not like that. And Absolutely. it's just like, you know, this is, I've got to get, I've got to get right. Like I was the one that was wrong and you couldn't have told me that before that point. Like I was, I would have pointed the finger at my wife, you know, I would have pointed my finger at everybody else and I would have said, no, I'm doing what I have to do. And you know what I mean? And I would have, I would have argued till I passed out and, um, I had to, I had to be broken is what it came down to. And, uh, I mean, it did, it completely changed my perspective. And I think it's a, I think it's a lie that we all kind of buy into. Um, I, I just, for whatever reason, you know, this, uh, to be a man, you got to do these things. Like for whatever reason, there's these check boxes and we believe those lies. Um, but God changed my perspective, showed me not only how, you know, this year, I mean, let alone figuring out a balance between family, um, you know, family business and God, but, you know, Kevin can tell you, he's seen the transition from just after the downsize, focusing on trying to share just my story. So maybe others that were struggling with depression, you know, or struggling with business, like business was easy, you know, growing the business was easy. Um, if I could help somebody get past that point to get a few clients to, you know, get what they think they want and get into that, like, that's the easy part, but I want to share them with the deeper level of things to have them not go down that road. But, you know, Kevin got to see that from the transition. I remember we had conversations and it's like, we joked about it. And he was like, if I didn't know you and I didn't know what was happening, he's like, why am I even listening to you? Right. You know, <laughs> cause it's like, you know, all this talk and all this growth of this company and 2 million in sales. And it's like, dude, I see you every single week, like struggling to make payroll and like going down that role because it was an 18 month process when we figured out we were $210,000 in debt. Uh, we decided to take on YouTube, like to start pouring out our story. Like for whatever reason, God lays that on our plate. Like here, you need to share your story. You need to help others. You need to mentor others. And it's like, God, I can't, I can't mentor anybody. I don't even, I can't even get right myself. Like, what do you mean? And then he starts laying people in my life, like Kevin and, um, just, you know, all these people I'm meeting through, uh, through social media. And it's, 18 months of trying to pay off $210,000 worth of debt, still manage a company, balance my family and juggle it all. Yeah. Well, we want to hear more of, of uh, what happens next. We're going to kick it back to the best producer in the biz, Marty, back in Atlanta. You know, I write all of these smooth, well-crafted transitions for Paul and yet... 
<laughs> you know, it's okay to, to print them out or just read them from the email I sent you. And speaking of the pool, we've got a little problem back here at the Jameson Media Complex. Uh, every day, a different lady showing up, saying she knows you from the pool, wants to know why she hasn't seen you for several weeks. And uh, Martha, my wife, she's just not happy that they're showing up here. So can you get on that, um, what is it, crap chat, uh, Snapchat, and uh, whatever that thing is, let them know you're okay, that you haven't moved, that you're here coming back. And Paul, please call Martha. Let her know that these are your friends and not mine. For those of you guys interested in breaking into the snow removal game, this one's for you. Now available exclusively at thelawnpreneuracademy.com. We've got you covered with the How to Get Started Plowing Snow training program. This powerful resource is there to help you guys learn the basics to plowing snow, what to charge, major pitfalls and mistakes to avoid, and so much more. Hands down, one of the most anticipated and helpful training programs we have available. We'll get you up to speed on how to crush it with your snow removal business in no time. Check out the training program today at LawnTrepreneurAcademy.com. Because before you know it, we'll be out there plowing that snow and making that dough. From start to finish, Toro has you covered with an all-new professional lineup. Check out the Z-Master 4000 zero-turn mower. Equipped with Horizon 360, there's also a new Z-Master 2000. Grandstand multi-force attachments for every season. And a new 21-inch, 60-volt, heavy-duty walk mower. For more information, go to toro.com slash professional. Toro.com slash professional. Thank you to Jobber, Law Entrepreneur Academy, Ballard Products, and Toro for sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast 2020 Fall Road Tour. We are back in Arkansas. Blake Hawthorne grew a gigantic company. Wife leaves, kids leave, crashes and burns, turns back to God, and now he's cleaning up the mess, and, and things are rebounding by by downsizing the company, getting the priorities back in the right order, and uh, $210,000 is a lot of debt. How, how is things going cleaning that up? What's the process now? Well, I mean, as we sit today, it's paid. It's gone. So we are, uh, we are good to go. So God had blessed us with the opportunity to be able to pay that off. It took about 18 months and, uh, we were able to, to take care of that. So that was, that was a huge blessing. Um, and how did you do it? You just, you just charged more, you worked. Well, I mean, no, I mean, we, we had some strategies. I mean, it wasn't just completely like, let's, let's sit there and pray and wait on it to come, you know, rolling in. Um, I wish that would have happened. Um, but that's not what happened. Um, what we did is we walked away uh, from some services. We said, mm -hmm. not only are we, you know, I said we were going to stop taking on some jobs. We started taking on some more jobs, but we looked at what we did best. You know, um, we can't run 15 crews anymore. We can't, you know, have this many guys. I can't have three supervisors. You know, we've got to figure out what we do best and uh, how can we downsize and how can we do that? And uh, we looked at what has been the, you know, kind of our bread and butter for the company since day one. And that was lawn care. You know, how did we grow this company? It was lawn care. How did we sustain this, you know, company through this, uh, you know, all these ups and downs? It was lawn care. And uh, it's that residual income that we created. And it was just like, for us, it came easy, you know, going out into servicing these properties and being able to get a lot of properties done. Um, that it came easy for us. So we said, okay, we're going to really focus on that, but how can we even make that better? Mm -hmm. um, and if we can't make it better as our service for the customer, customer, how can we make it more profitable? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I looked at that and, you know, I, I, I didn't want to accept it. I kind of battled it for a couple months, but it meant me getting back out in the field and mowing. 
And, uh, you know, I hadn't up till this year, I hadn't mowed, um, very much in the last five years. Maybe I, I like did my own yard he and a few others running a mower. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you even mow, bro? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. I catch, catch crap about it all the time, but <laughs> so, especially in the early days of us hanging out. Um, but yeah, that was focusing on that. And it was like little landscape jobs. So like <clears throat> one of the big jobs that really set us back was a $383,000 outdoor living space, swimming pool, three levels of decks, like uh 12 by 12 cave garado waterfall with a 30 foot water slide. Like, you know what I mean? You name it. It's like the pinnacle of jobs. If you're going to like try to visualize what it is that you want to do, like that was me. That's more than most because, people's house. 383,000. Yeah. yeah. So like, and I struggled. I mean, I did. I struggled with that early on getting into lawn care, like my ego, like people would ask me, what do you do? I'm a landscaper. Like I put mulch out, man. And I mow grass. Like I'm not a landscaper, <laughs> yeah. but my pride would get in the way. And I wouldn't say I, I, I cut lawns. I do lawn care. You know what I mean? So like for me, I was always battling that ego to like build up to this job. You know what I mean? And I just, I saw that was what I want to do. That was the pinnacle. I got to go for it. Yeah. And I think there's a pressure, <laughs> like you were saying earlier, 2 million. And you know, we talked with our buddy Caleb Allman about this. I want to do 1 million. We can put this badge that we're a, we can use that million dollar word in our, in our business. But really the only thing that matters is the revenue. Cause right. you could do a million uh, pardon me. The only profit. thing that matters is the, the profit. profit. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. The, because you can do a million revenue, two million revenue, or more. But if your expenses is a million one hundred thousand, then you're in a, you're in debt. Right. <laughs> and right. so I was talking with Mitchell Gordy. You know, he had he's a small scale compared to yours, but he had four employees. Went to one and a half this year. Him and the part time guy, and he's like, well, "This is best year of my life. Like, it's awesome." <laughs> yeah. And so, not saying everyone needs to cut right. back, but I, a lot but, of times, but, but be more efficient. Like a Stanley Genetic hasn't told his story in forever, but I remember his initial podcast back in the day before all of this started. Like when our community was all starting to form, and he he had that podcast. He had told his story, and he he had a massive company, mm -hmm. and he and he downsized it. Like I think he eliminated a whole crew, downsized the amount of trucks and employees, and and focused on the riches are in the niches, mm -hmm. right, Paul? So focused on a few specific things. And and he made less revenue, but more the same, no the yeah, same, same profit, yeah. the same With profit doing half the work. Yeah, exactly. Without all having to manage as many employees and as much work, so his revenue was lower, but his expenses and everything he was, he was so much more efficient that his profit still stayed the same. So you know whether you're a million or two million or ten million, it's how that looks to you. Are are you is, are you you know losing your family? Are you running yourself ragged? You know what I mean? Like all those checkpoints should be what you actually should be thinking about, not like. I have a $10 million business. Yeah. But are you profitable? Are you happy? Do you have a, a happy life? Are you healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, all this stuff? Yeah. And I think a lot of guys listening, the, the best thing to do is to catch it on the front end. Cause what if you talked about the praying about it, you, you stop and say, God, should I add the concrete pool division? And he says, no, <laughs> you know, but we <laughs> all get, the red flags were there. Yeah. But I we get so you. busy. We don't pray about it. Like to really sit before the Lord and say, should I add this? Should I do this? Should I do that? And, and really carving out that time in our schedule to truly ask God who created the stars, the sun, the moon, the galaxies, like he knows how to lead our lives. And here we are making decisions without even asking him. So I know, I mean, I'm, I'm not picking on you. I've made so many mistakes in my life, but when I look back, it's like, oh, I didn't pray about that. Or 
I did and I disobeyed and people would come to me and be like, Hey Paul, stay away from that girl. Like, no, no, no. You know, I was, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, should have yep. listened, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but all right. So what have you learned? Um, I know you learned the hard way, but what are those key lessons you learned? Cause we got yeah. so many people that are finding the show that are in year one or they're about to get started. And it's like, you don't have to make the mistakes. All four of us, you know, we're not going to act like all hot shots. We've all made mistakes. Okay. I was right. telling them a story today. Uh, I'm not going to tell a story, but <laughs> an embarrassing story. Story that I'm not, I'm too ashamed to even confess <laughs> of how bad of a businessman that I've been earlier. Right. We've so. all had those days. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But what did you learn that can help the guys that are just getting started and not repeat these mistakes? Right. No, absolutely. There's, I mean, focus on two things. And the one is going to be like in the, in the midst of all that, all that debt and all that stuff, like was not focusing on the debt but focusing first on Christ. Like uh, the enemy uh, just wants to get you busy in the hustle of it and get you to look at the number and to get so bogged down. If he can just keep you busy and if he can keep you just tangled up in that mess, then he's winning. And so, but if you can say no to that, like I, I got into this routine of every morning, how can I make the most profit today? You know, and that's what I would do. I come up to the shop at 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep. My wheels are just turning. I come up to the shop. I'd look at my board and I'd say, okay, I can do this, this, and this. We're all going to be on this side of town and I can make this much profit. And then tomorrow we can be here and I can make this much profit and uh, trying to keep all my groups together, you know, all my crews together on different sides of town um, or the same side of town, different days. And, um, nothing was happening. And it was like, okay, I got to focus on Christ first. And so it was getting back to the devotional because the enemy told me, you're going to waste a, you're going to pay your guys for an hour to do a meeting and a devotional at the shop. Like before they go out, you're, you're an idiot. Like, you know, and it just like getting in my head, like, no, I got to do that. It's what Christ said to do. You know, I've got to take the time to do discipleship three, six, five in the morning, you know, to pour out into the guys that are listening, watching my channel, you know, watching my Instagram, different things. Like I've got to focus on what Christ says first. And then those things fall into place. And when I started doing that, finally, then God started taking care of the debt. And with that, you know, comes the practical things. What do you do to a company? You asked me earlier, Naylor, like, what did you do? Like, what were the steps? And um, like the practical steps are downsizing, like looking at how you're the most profitable, you know, just like you shared about Mitchell, like making the downsize from four to one and a half. He probably looked at where he was the most profitable before and how can he get back there? In a time, having right. the, the margin in his schedule of not being a rat in a wheel. Right. So like me and Kevin talked several times is like the most money I ever made was with five guys you know? And it was like, okay, well, what were you doing when you had five guys? I was like, well, I was doing small landscape jobs and we were mowing, you know, all of our schedules together, getting those done, go knocking those out, you know, doing service calls. I was like, okay, well, how can we do that practically now? You know, well, we can't, we can't do one mowing crew, you know, we can't do two mowing crews. How can we do that? And we have 400 clients we're mowing for each week. Like, what do we do? And uh, so it was like, okay, we were on mega crews and everybody mows. We go to our big properties and everybody mows. So sometimes that means 126 yards in a day. It means me, myself, my supervisor, everybody out there, everybody mowing, um, you know, um, services don't take on big jobs. So we made non-negotiables, no job over $30,000. Our key jobs we're going to look for are going to be $12,000 and less. The jobs that we want the most are going to be $2,000 to $5,000. Like those are one day in and out jobs with our equipment that we can go in and do, you know, how can we, you know, doing that actually scheduling, like not just saying, Hey, we can do this now, but sometimes putting somebody out four weeks to do a job because we're going to have the right guys on the right side of town to get that job that we could go do in four hours done in an hour, you know, um, taking on big sod jobs, bringing the whole crew out, laying 20 pallets of sod in an hour, and then moving out to the mowing schedule afterwards. Like, how can I do that? Like, that's practical things that we were doing. Um, selling nine trucks to buy two brand new ones so we're not working on them. 
um, getting rid of a mechanic in our shop and selling, selling a lot of equipment. Um, but also going and spending $6,000 on new equipment that has a warranty that we can work on, you know, that we can work with all season, um, you know, spending the money, which it hurts, but taking $2,000 and spending it on all of our handhelds that have been broke down on the wall for the last six months and finally getting those working and the ones that aren't give them to somebody, throw them in the, you know, in the scrap pile, like, or get them out of here, but get enough equipment to make everybody operate efficiently each and every day. What'd you learn from the 383,000 grand job? What mistakes and how did that take away from your other opportunities and stuff? Well, besides the fact that I, when it all said and done, I took out a loan for $36,000 and uh, had to pay on that myself. Um, so you lost it. money on the job. I lost money on the job. It, it took seven, he it, lost thirty six thousand. It took seventeen months, and I took out a personal loan of thirty six thousand to finish the job. So <laughs> oh, it was man. my name on the line. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Like, oh no, absolutely. I mean, we're, <laughs> but, we're not. We're, we're not. not there, to, but, yeah, could, but yeah, that was uh, that was I had a good that reaction when I heard this the first <laughs> yeah. time too. But no, we've all done. You should have seen my wife's face when she finally found out. Oh man. But but yeah, so that job seventeen months. Okay. We looked at the jobs that we're in and out on. Like if we just spent that much energy on a project, like what are we doing with our small projects? Well, with our small projects, we're making six to 10,000 a week. And we just lost 36,000 in 17 months. Like, and all, and that's just the money. Nothing, that's yeah. not the time. Right. I mean, you would have made more money watching Jerry's. Well, don't watch Jerry Springer, but <laughs> sitting on TV, at least you would have come yeah. out even. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, and then, like another thing, which everybody jokes about it, but like finally learning to say no, like not taking on jobs, letting some customers go. You know, we talked on it at the very beginning about those customers that just call and pester you. Like I let clients go for the first time ever for five years. We had the same customers that we mowed for every single week. And I had very lost very few and not taken on very many at all unless they were like right next door to one that we did because our routes were just so, so good. I didn't want to mess that up, you know? And, uh, so that's what we focused on and I let some of them go, you know, some of the ones that were too far out of town or, you know, just, um, weren't as profitable. And, uh, we went up on our rates, you know, we said, Hey, we're going to do a 10% raise. Like we're going to jump up our, you know, what we're charging our clients. We've charged the same thing since 2008. Like, let's go ahead and let's bump it up, you know, 10% and just see what happens. Um, and then we said, okay, let's go a little bit further. We're using QuickBooks now we're doing these things. Let's bump it up another 3% to cover in case they want to pay with a credit card online. You know, that was Kevin's idea. He was like, Hey dude, you're going to pay this. So like, make sure you cover it. And it's like, you're right. And then putting that into our projects that we were doing like landscape jobs, a lot of those customers, they pay online. And so it's like, okay, now we charge 3% more. You get your total, you get your job done. It was like, okay, well now bump it up 3% to cover the service charge that you're going to get charged when that customer pays. And if not, if they write a check, then you get it as a little bonus in your pocket for waiting on it to come in the mail or, you know, having to go chase it down. Right. Right. And so like those little things, and there was a lot more that went into it, but like, those are the biggest things that really stick out to me that I feel like we did to kind of make a balance there. And, you know, on top of that, it's crazy. Like with all of that, that we did, um, with all the downsides, I started working four to four and a half days a week. 
and I started going home for dinner. Um, I'm coaching my boys little league team. So, um, you know, I'm our T-ball team. So I'm there at, you know, Mondays for their games, Thursdays for their practices. Um, we're going camping every weekend, pretty much, um, or doing something. So that means leaving Friday morning or leaving Friday afternoon. Like I had more time with the family, more time off than ever before. And we had the most profit that we've ever had. So we went three years in a row, you know, 1 million, 1.2 million, almost 2 million did the downsize. We ended up being shy of that. Um, to this year, we're going to do, I think we did the math the other morning and it was going to be somewhere between 780 and $810,000 we're going to do this year. But in what we're going to do this year, we're going to end up somewhere, I don't know exactly, but somewhere around the 20 to 25% profit um, you know, market, which is huge because when we were operating, um, in the 1 million range, we were at about, um, somewhere around 5%. Um, <laughs> so five to 7% yeah. was so about where we were at. Yeah. 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 It wasn't worth it. You know, it's like, right. why are we doing this? Yeah. And, um, you know, and like I said, it, it meant doing a lot of things my own. Um, at that time, you know, Justin resigned back in February. So he wasn't doing YouTube, wasn't doing the office, wasn't doing all that. Um, we lost our mechanic, um, you know, um, end up having to let him go um, just shortly after, uh, made some more cuts, just guys that were uh, good friends, uh, hard ones right. to let go, but the right people that needed to be let go from the mm -hmm. company, right. um, go from the company. And some other guys just moved on and we got really lean this year. And I mean, like I said, uh, luckily I lost 50 pounds and I could actually go out there and run with them and do the weed eater. But, you know, being there with the guys and it's amazing the morale also, like I think being out there with the guys this year and not just jumping on the mower, like nine times out of 10, I grab a weed eater. And uh, I'm going to go around with the weeder. That's like, that's the most mundane like task you're going to go do. And so I'm going to go do that with you. And uh, I think just the respect level and just everybody's morale, just like keeping people, you know, like boosted. Um, it, 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 that's what happened. That and becoming so, a leader instead of a boss. Right. Yeah. And that's just something that I've just, I've always really tried to focus on was just like, you know, uh, company, um, uh, team morale, family morale, um, just having that family atmosphere here and, uh, just trying to lead by example and being out there with the guys. And I mean, I caught a lot of, I caught a lot of crap for years of just trying to manage the guys being in the truck all the time, driving around all the time. But I think it gained a whole different level of respect of being back out in the trenches, you know, with the guys and, um, it paid off. So, I mean, I, I don't, as of right now, um, I'm praying about it. God, I don't know what his plan is. Um, so it's like, be still and don't move. So I know for the rest of the year, I'm to finish discipleship three, six, five, you know, in the mornings, um, as far as company wise, um, I'm not changing anything right now because it was pretty good. If I can work four, four and a half days a week, make that kind of money, have that kind of profit, buy toys for the first time in 12 years, a camper boats, you know, do things with the family. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm loving it. So it, uh, goes That's against awesome. what everybody else says, like what the world says and what us as men try to say, like, this is what you got to, got to do. But there's a lot of freedom that comes and, and building a business up and being able to cut back and look at your profits. But hopefully just this podcast, the different things that we do, the different things you guys are doing on the tour, like somebody will pick a nugget from that and say, man, this is what I'm struggling with. And like, keep them from making the same mistake. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah. And what would you say to the guy who is having the suicidal thoughts is having the, the stress is, you know, maybe the breakdown of the marriage and that Blake, the scared Blake that couldn't talk to his wife that was thinking of grabbing the gun. We got guys listening right now that are like, they haven't told anybody that because of right. the 
shame with it, but those are real thoughts. Those are real realities. What's your encouragement to someone who's in that exact position? Absolutely, man. I mean, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I would, I mean, look at what I went through. I I never would have guessed that there was, I thought that the weight was so heavy that I would never get out of it. Um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. But the biggest thing is, is like, I wouldn't have made it through it without Christ. And that's not, I'm not trying to be cliche. I'm being a hundred percent real. And I would have never made it through that point in my life if I did not have a relationship with Christ. And I don't know how people walk through life without a relationship with Christ. And so first would be to do that. But, you know, second is to truly, don't just think it like truly take the act, fall on your knees before God and pray to him for him to heal you and to, you know, uh, just completely cleanse you of those thoughts and reach out. Like, don't be scared. Like, uh, I always thought it was weak to share feelings, to share, you know, stories like this. Um, I was afraid people would think I messed up in the head, like something's wrong. And I realized it was my testimony and that we have to share. And there's so much uh, freedom that comes with making something voiced, reaching out and realizing you're not the only person. But if we all bottle it up and none of us talk about it, how are we supposed to help anybody? And once we all start to talk about it just a little bit, maybe it's not to that extreme, but if we just talk about it a little bit, like, Hey, that, that kind of hit home that point did, you know, I didn't deal with this, but I dealt with that. And, um, it allows for everybody to kind of relate to it in a sense and, uh, kind of helps each other get through it. You know, we joke about this, you know, lawn care brotherhood and, you know, stuff, but it's really, I mean, it's real, like us sitting here, you know, right now, um, to the guys that reach out, you know, just via DM, um, reaching out, like seriously, reach out to me, send me a DM. There's a lot that I'm going to sit down this winter. It's been a busy year. The shop's a wreck. And you'll see it in another video, guys. The shop is a wreck. Um, but we've been busy working. Um, emails have been building up. I'm going to respond to them and, uh, reach out to me, reach out to me multiple times. If you don't get a response, reach out again. I will see it and I will respond and I'm here like phone call, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm and, here. and, and the Lord's here, we cry out to him. He will respond. I mean, he, we, we're finite in how, you know, the, how many DMS messages we can get back to you, but you know, don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. If we, we give God our mess. And That's right. I, I mean, my life a few years ago, I, I had the same experience. I was completely crashed and burned and, uh, kind of resurrendered everything to Jesus. And he's radically changing my life. I just tell Nayla, like, dude, everything's going my way. Like, it's just crazy. Like we even go to the restaurant and Toro signs at the pizza shop. <laughs> I mean, they're sponsoring the tour, but yeah. it's like they're sponsoring the pizza shop, <laughs> I guess. But God can take our brokenness, my weakest moment, your weakest moment. And a few years later, it's like a distant memory. I'm like that, like that was what he, God is so kind. He is so good. And so you know, I told just, my wife that the other night, I said, it's a, it's crazy to look at where I was and to look at where we're at right now. Like, I never, I never could have dreamt it to be where it's at. Like it's far exceeds anything I could have thought of. Yeah. And my John 10, 10 says the thief comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And those suicidal thoughts, they're, they, they're demonic, they're evil. Uh, that's not God's plan for our life, but Jesus came that we might have life, like actually be alive, not just living, but living, living our soul vibrant and and, and life and, and have it more abundantly that our, our bit that we're not in debt, but our business is, we have money. We have, we, we have uh prosperity and it's not overnight, but we can, whether it's two hundred ten thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars six thousand dollars you know, we can get out of debt by working, living on less than we make, paying it off and uh, really just giving our hearts to the Lord. And so putting him first, um, 
in our business. So being a good steward with what God blesses us with. And, you know, the biggest thing I I found like growing the company was when I would pray, uh, I started to thank God in advance. You know, Mm -hmm. I heard uh, Louis Giglio say something on Caleb the other day. He said that, uh, um, thanking God after you get something is gratification, but thanking God before you get it is faith. Mm -hmm. And we have to have that faith. Yeah. For sure. Well, this has been awesome, guys. Uh, we're going to have videos of this. You can check out LCR Media's YouTube page. And uh, I'm having some predicaments with YouTube right now, but I'll, I have two YouTube channels out there. Uh, you can check out Paul Jamison Green Industry Podcast. They're, they're fighting me on the name, renaming one of the channels, but we're going to have the actual behind the scenes video from the shop. Uh, you can watch online and um, you can watch Naylor's vlog. My vlog is Kevin and Blake and Naylor and myself hang out in Arkansas. So we're going to uh, take a little tour of uh, Blake's shop and uh, go catch some dinner. We well, got some good food around Arkansas or what? Oh, yeah. We'll go eat some good food. We'll see what y'all move for. Some barbecue? What? Y'all have pizza for lunch. So what, what do y'all want? <laughs> yeah, bar- it's got to be something healthy. No, oh, no, no. Gosh. Okay. I mean, we got to have the six pack. Everybody has a salad. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we can eat good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you pick, although everyone's trying so hard to impress us like we went to Kansas City and Blake took us to a place he's never been to before because he was like <laughs> oh, trying to impress uh, us and then we go today and um, Kevin goes in and yeah he's like yeah I've never been here before we're like, <laughs> okay fine well, we're going to my favorite we're going to go yeah, get hibachi oh, and sushi oh, <laughs> so. Marty, yeah. Marty's, Marty's mouth watering back in Atlanta so we're going to kick it back to Marty and hopefully he'll tell you about my rate increase letters you, you talked about raising your rates since 2008 you hadn't raised your rates I had until this and year. You were telling me at lunch. I have this, not. This ever. is mind blowing, guys. Like <laughs> seriously, I told Naylor, I was like, I'm not. I haven't done everything right in my business, but at least my mentors <laughs> taught me to raise my rates every single year, and it successfully works. So, Marty, please tell them about how they can raise their rates. Sure, Paul. That's easy. Twenty five bucks gets you a tried and true, fully customizable letter that you can present to your customers so that they will gladly get on board with your new rates. The link will be in the description, and of course, you can download it at greenindustrypodcast.com. And in fact, uh, here's a testimony about its effectiveness. All right, I'm Jason with uh, Lake Pass Landscaping out in Washington. Bought uh, Paul's rate increase letter uh, to use with uh, my clients here. I had uh, one yard I was charging $35 to, uh, per cut, and it was taking me an hour every single time I was uh, working on the yard. I uh, increased the rate uh, to $50 uh, per cut, and she canceled on me initially. Called me back after a week to let me know that she's okay with the new rate and that she wanted me to keep, keep taking care of her yard. So uh, using that rate increase letter uh, was a fantastic uh, decision for my business. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Ballard Products, Entrepreneur Academy, Jobber, and Toro for powering our Midwest Fall Tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. And remember, use the promo code FALLTOUR when checking out at ballard-inc.com to save 10% and use the promo code PODCAST for 10% off at launtrepreneuracademy.com. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media production.
At Jameson Media, we provide voiceovers, commercial spot production, plus podcast editing and consulting. Hi, I'm Mr. Producer. If you need audio production for your business or podcast, send an email to greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Paul and I have over 40 years of combined experience in the audio industry and would love to help you stand out with excellence. Contact us today and put Jameson Media to work for you.